It is LeVac and Gaz. It is a Tuesday edition, edition of evisceration. Yes, uh, Tuesday edition, which means it's a Tech East Tuesday. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, we're live from the Tech East studio over here because uh, they pay my mortgage. And then Gaz is over at uh, WRGB. Ooh. And of course, uh, there's some rain coming, I've heard. So you definitely want to you know, have a little tefirewater.com in your, in your browser history ready to go. That's what I would recommend. Rain coming Tuesday. I've been told it could be as hot as 100 degrees on Thursday coming up here in the capital. That's that hot, hot heat, guys. Hot, hot. So hot. Burn it hot. Uh, As hot as it is when I pee. So, um, yeah, there's some there's some there's a chance of some nastiness. Whenever the weather does this stuff, you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared. So uh, tefirewater.com. And uh, guys, I uh, I hear there's some movement in the world of the Yankees. I'm excited about it. Yes, I don't care what you want. Whatever you want to talk about, guys. I don't care. There's two people watching at this point, so it doesn't matter. We can do whatever you want. I, I kind of wanted to lead with the Empire, but because okay. we usually come well, off the coaches show. Let's with do, that, you want to do that? I'm fine. I'll talk more Empire. I'm not scared. I have some scared hot, of the Empire. I got some hot takes involving the Empire. Fire away. Sixty-seven. The final score. Empire beat the Jacksonville Sharks in one of the most exciting, in, insane crazy games the semifinal lived up to the hype for albany it was close all the way through uh here's a hot take out of the gates levesque let's talk about orozco's kick is it the most important play of the season and even to go further that's got to be one of the most I, I called you and told you this on the phone right after the game i think it's one of the most influential plays in the history of the albany empire franchise there's a hot take on a tuesday for you it's so hard to say yes, just because the amount of amazing catches that Darius Prince has had this year. I mean, that touchdown he had where he never he bobbles it, doesn't let the ball touch the ground. He's like playing hot potato by himself on the floor of the end zone. The idiot Jacksonville fans are telling me it was a fumble. And I'm like, you don't know what a fumble is. You can't fumble the ball in the end zone because if you possess it in the end zone, that means you got a touchdown, you dumbass. It's a bobble that was a touchdown um some of sam's runs some big tackles but it was definitely up there and and you see the value of a kicker in the nal like to have a guy like like our guy mark orosco who can go out there he can have a you know a subpar first half it was not up to what he's used to doing and then go out there in the second half and just be nasty and not only be nasty then go taunt like a, we have a kicker who went and did the shark fin head thing <laughs> to the sharks bench against by the way the guy who was originally our kicker this year but didn't work out, like in preseason, Nick Belcher decided he wanted to stay down south, and that's why we got Mark Orozco. So it was like one of those – it was like a very – like it was kind of like, hey, let me go taunt your ex, you know, like whatever. Um, it was it was very big. It was very good. But this year's had so many influential plays that have changed games and seasons that it's hard for me to put – like I know you love to make everything the biggest thing that ever happened. Yes. Like how many times has Rex had the biggest poop of his life? You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's, it was, it was big. It was, it was important. It was great, but there were so many big plays this year. So many big plays this year. Already. I love the, I love the label and quantify plays when they happen in moments and oh games that is in the Everything. DNA of me. That's right. To get the people going provocative, all that stuff. Uh, Here's what I'll say. I'll stick by it. The answer is yes. And here's why think about this game, right? Nerd. So it's a semi it's a semi-final playoff game. At that point in the game, less than 40 seconds to go, with Albany leading by seven. If, let's just say, let's play this out here. Let's say the deuce doesn't go in. Let's say Jacksonville gets the ball. So he doesn't drop a deuce? 
Let's say he doesn't drop a deuce, yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville gets the ball down seven with less than 40 seconds to play. So mm-hmm. you and I know the NAL. The strategy there is going to be Jacksonville is not going to let Albany get the football back. The goal of this sport is to make sure you have the football, the last possession, so you can potentially have the last score to win the game. So what happens for Jacksonville is they do score with no time left. They do go for two, but I would I would be stunned, shocked. If on the road in a playoff game, if that same scenario had played through, that Jacksonville would not have done the same thing. So that two-point conversion that ends up being good, Jacksonville would have won the game like that. They would have gone to the finals, potentially. I know there was a challenge involved there where some plays and play calling could have been different, but Marco Roscoe changed the game on that kick. And because of that influence, good for you. That kicker storyline, everything behind it, huge reason. Darius Prince is great. Sam Castronova was great. But that play in particular... I, look, it might have been the loudest the MVP arena was this season. It but was they weren't even awesome. supposed to be allowed to go for the two-point conversion. Correct, yes. For one, that never should have happened in the first place. And in the second place, I don't know if you watched, but you legitimately saw like our guys look around and go, so wait, they get this and it doesn't make a dent. They can't beat us? They can't? Okay, who cares? Like, So it's like you can sit there and say, oh, well, if that doesn't happen, then they score the two and they win our guys don't let the, like, it doesn't work that way. Like our guys don't play defense the same way. And it's, there's a lot of different things like, you know, as, as our good friend, Armin Williams used to like to say to people, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Like, you can't just sit here and say, if, if, if it was really important, it's great. And and like, I don't like, this is not me undervaluing what Mark is, but Mark did his one eighth. As our guys like to say, everybody does your one eighth and you win football games. He did his one eighth and he did it really, really well. Sam Castronova did his one eighth. Darius Prince has been doing about three eighths most of the year. Let's be real. Um, Brandon Cisse with the sack. Nick Haig was in on every play. Trayvon Shorts, like usual, getting things done. Big old Silu. Like our team, Melvin Hollins gets no love. And all that dude does is go out there and play center and nose tackle all damn game long. So there's a lot of one eighths out there doing their jobs. Did you enjoy at the end of that game that Vinny the Fish reference? Because that's the only reason why that two-point conversion was – if that's the NFL yeah, or college. I did yeah, like yeah. that. I did yeah. like that. He did call me after that. And he was like, you tell him that he owes me money for that. That's a – I'm surprised you still have a job after – I'm pretty sure I fired you during that game. So You did. You did. As, as Ryan McCarthy likes to say, all right, my favorite local sports show with Levi Jefferson and Todd McCloskey. Um, yeah, because you did the Italian Stallion thing. It's, it's done. We've all decided. Everyone's decided Italian Stallion is no longer his name. It's, it's uh, Sam Castronova. Supernova wanna... Sam Castronova. Oh man, that was so much fun doing that too. My phone lighting up from you. Oh, yeah. I, I, was like, like, I was like, I was like, you mother effer, step into my office. You're fired. We're gonna have a lot of time to preview the championship game and the matchup with Carolina. I do want to talk about you being in the YouTube comments, though. Because for, <laughs> if you have not watched the fun. Saturday game, oh uh Saturday, go back and watch the game and watch the comments on the set. Fun was not the reaction I thought you were about to give me. So that's how you're going to describe it because it looked like you were like, it was like a mix between a cave where you're like battling bats coming out of the dark. Yeah, trolls. It looked like trolls. it was like, I was like on a, troll hunter mode. Okay. Yeah. You can explain how you felt in the comments section during that game. It was, it, it's so funny to me because like there, I, I feel, and this is saying, you know, while wearing an Albany empire logo, I feel like, the Jacksonville fan base may be the most delusional humans on the planet. And that's even when they stand next to the Columbus fan base. Like they are (laughs) insanely obnoxious and annoying and they don't like, they're the ones like, like you could, (laughs) you could hit, you could hit a dog with a car 
And they'd be like, you son of a bitch, how dare you hit a dog and whatever. And they look at the dog has an Albany Empire collar. I was like, that fucking dog attacked that car. You know, like they just, they don't, yeah, they don't even. And then they jump through the window. Right. It's just, it's absurd. So we're, um, I'm watching it. And at first I'm just playing along. I'm just being a part of it. And it's just like, oh, the refs, the refs, the refs. And listen, was it, were the refs flawless in this game? No. But did they. Were they were they as good as anyone's been this year? Yeah, they were fine. They did okay, and they and they blew some calls on both sides. Um, but these guys are just going, and it's like everything's the refs. And now that the rule book's been posted, they're quoting the rule book and whatever. And like the Darius play, like I said, there's a guy who just keeps putting the thing that if you fumble, if the ball gets fumbled into the end zone and hits the wall, it's it's basically the same as if it's fumbled through the end zone of the NFL. So it becomes it's a turnover position. It's the other team's ball on the blah, blah blah. All these things. And I'm just like grabbing back. I'm like, they just keep posting. I go, guys, it's not a fumble. But and they post the rule. And I go, again, you can post all the rules you want, but if you don't know what a fumble is, you're just making yourself look stupid. <laughs> this is what's known as a bobble. He bobbled it. If you want to say it touched the ground and it was no good, you're wrong. But at least then, at least then we can have a conversation. But when you keep posting a rule about fumbling into the end zone, because once it, in order for him to fumble at that point, he would have had to have had possession. And when you have possession in the end zone, that's what's called a touchdown. So, like, it was just this whole, and he just kept going. And, like, there was this one fan who his name was Tony. Um, and he just was relentless. Like, he was saying terrible things. Like, at one point, he said something about my mom. And I'm just, I'm, it took everything I had not to give him the dead mom jokes, but people like piled on him about it. even Jacksonville fans went after him for that. <laughs> And he's like, you better, like, there was a point where they start looking like they're going to win. You know, you was wait, when you better get off this thing and whatever. I go, dude, if you win, which you're not going to, I will say good game because I'm a man and that's what men do, you know? And it's like, it was the whole thing. So at the end, I go, I just want to take a moment to say that Jacksonville got a great team, amazing organization, tons of talent. You're going to be back next year. It's a great fan base, except for Tony. Tony, you suck. And like it was like, so even today on the coaches show, some of the guys that were involved in it that were having fun on our side are like messaging, like, I wonder if Tony's still crying, that little bitch. Like it's <clears throat> the Jacksonville fans are out of control. They were just out of control. There was a couple people on there that were just talking smack. And then at the end, we're like, hey, good game. Good luck in the championship game. But there was a couple, there was like two or three that's just like, that's why you live in Jacksonville. You're one of those morons who yells Duval thinking it means something to other people. It's amazing to think like going into a game and maybe it's more frequent than we realize and don't see it as it's live happening in real time of it, it, look, Jacksonville was the team for this one. The delusional fan bases of a road broadcast or just a road game in general, if everything is going to go against my team and I'm going to believe right. it every time it happens, like any penalty, any turnover, like there, it may have also been Tony. That's like, wait till the refs get involved. You see a yeah. close call. It's going to yeah. go against us. And it's like, no, it's not. There was one right. play I know in that final drive we were just talking about that Jacksonville ends up scoring on. There's a play along the sidelines where it looks like it hit a fan, but maybe it didn't hit a fan. Oh, yeah, you guys were homers for that. Right, sure. that's yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. right. Like, when, like you guys made the I point, like, there's not enough. Like, you can't see enough to overturn the call on the field. That was your point. And it was like, they're like, oh, whatever, but no, that's, that's how that's – how, reviews work like if you You're can't the same see thing i am <laughs> right if you can't see a difference you go with what was there like it's uh yeah it was but it was <clears throat> the reason it was fun is there were enough empire fans in there that i had some really good conversations with them um 
to you, I will say that you better be at this game on August 13th because my fat ass is going to be there. So, you know, yeah, let's let's freaking go. go. No, I don't want to see a single Albany fan in the YouTube comments for the championship game because your ass is better be in the seats getting loud, yelling deuce, deuce, and, and, and all the good stuff for our guys. <laughs> the deuce chant's so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's great, man. It comes you through the are, broadcast the way, too. It's so much off fun. Coach Gattuso, just so you know, I have because of the, yeah. the link situation. Yeah, you sent the wrong link, so I said use this link. Gaz tried to sabotage you. He said, "Damn, Gaz." So <laughs> he's coming Gattuso up in up fifteen soon. minutes. He's the man. Yeah. Camp opened up for the great day. I should say report day was today because camp report day. It's kind of how coaches claim what that is. Uh, look, the championship game is the 13th, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Anything 11 days away you can tell us about, whether it be uh, fan interaction, ticket sales, uh, anything planned that you're allowed? Because I know you had an event today, right, with Darius Prince and yeah. Dwayne Hollis. That was really Pikes cool. Tuesdays over at Crossgates right. Mall. We're there almost every Tuesday doing something. And uh, so our guys are on a bye week. Our guys are taking some downtime, getting healthy, you know, resting up, having a good time, getting getting their minds right, and getting ready for a hard week. Uh, next week so those two guys Darius Prince and Dwayne Hollis were about to head to Philly they decided to stay and hang out with the kids over at uh, Crossgate which was great I really appreciate that um, a lot of our stuff is going to be next week you know um, we're going to do our one we're going to do a media day on Monday the guys are going to be practicing their ass off working hard all week there'll be some stuff going on, on like Friday and Saturday but obviously like we're locking down a lot to go because we got to win this ring like this is a team that's beat us three times um, if you're watching the coaches so show, you saw Mike Corda congratulate the owner of the Carolina Cobras, Rob Storm, for winning the season series against us three to one. Um, which is the <laughs> which is like best backhand smack talk you can do. But it's all about getting this ring, getting this W. These guys have worked too hard. A lot of our guys, you know, they don't know how many more seasons they have left. So it's they got to get this ring. So it's gonna be, you know, buy the ticket if you want to be part of a championship, is what it comes down to. That's what it's gonna be about. Let's go, Empire. Looking forward to Saturday's matchup. It is going to be awesome. Cannot wait for that big game coming up. Uh, I know we want to talk about some Yankees. Before I like coach- Cam swears. I don't know why. Me too, Instagram. right? Getting prepared for a championship game. No Jacksonville fans talking ass. Um, the Carolina fans are coming. They're actually bussing up. They've been reaching out to me trying to get group rates. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Group rates. Put you right in the parking garage. Oh, you're going to get his parking specials? No, no, that's where your seats are, bitches. Uh <laughs> Just give us that credit card information. We'll put you wherever you want. That's right. That's right. You sit right in your arena and watch it all. That'll be good. We're talking some Yankees here, but first, I want to give love to our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Always going out to please you. Mike, this... hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, go ahead. You want to talk about MVPs, my friend. Our guy, Bo. Oh. We put a good game on YouTube, but it's better in person be there. Bo is, like, when, when you sit here and you talk about who did what and whatever and blah, 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 there is not a team in the league that does a better broadcast or better in arena, like the videos on the screen and all this stuff than us. And one of the biggest reasons that is Bo. So you demand Bo. You demand Bo. That guy built such a great, a great, great stream product. And he still tells you to get your ass in the arena. You better buy your damn tickets. Get your popcorn ready. Let's do this. Massive shout out to Bo and his crew because that is the compliments from San Antonio to other broadcasters around the league. They'll say, like, your guys' production, your guys' game broadcast. Like, I know with no disrespect to any other game broadcast we've worked with no, no. before. Disrespect like, to those, all of them. None of them do what he does. Bo's on another level. Like another he's level. he's the number one prospect, whatever you want to call him. Like, do not lose him. 
he must stay, whatever it oh. takes. He's he's number one on the signing list. That awesome job by those guys, making us look good. If Bo came into the arena and said, "I'll only stay if Levac leaves," I'll quit. That's that's how much that's how much more important Bo is than I am. That's <laughs> hands down. And by the way, your broadcast is going to crap while you've been talking about this. You look all digital. No, <laughs> yeah, Can you still you hear me? You know, you sound you sound as good as you ever do, which is not great. But but your broadcast, like as soon as like Bo is going to you, I'm like, oh really? And he's turning it down for you. You don't deserve. <laughs> You don't deserve high quality broadcasting. I, I can't even blame my house for this point because I'm at my workstation. I'll just give some love to Mohawk Honda though. Mohawk there Honda go. always go out of their way to please you. Glenville, New York. They want to buy your car this summer. Proud sponsor of the Albany Empire. Proud sponsor of great things going on across the capital region. You and I know from experience, we love the crew over at Mohawk. They want to help you wherever you're listening. Whether you've got great Wi-Fi or you don't, whether Bo's setting you up for a broadcaster or not, Mohawk will take care of you wherever it is. Take advantage of this weird supply chain this summer, Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Yeah, and um, Mohawk Chevrolet too, buddy. I mean, the Mohawk family, let's just be real. Let's just be real with it. I um, I got to get my truck washed. My, my baby is dirty. I'm going to get it. I'm going to go do the full just the full detail package it's time my truck needs the loving needs the loving um <clears throat> yeah so the championship game is coming uh make sure you get your tickets don't miss out we're gonna have a blast and um we're just trying to we're just trying to get another one just trying to bring another one home that's what we're doing like i'm not i haven't touched my ring i'm not gonna touch it again i'm not i'm not gonna wear my ring to the game or anything because i want a new one it's time for a new ring you know maybe maybe gallo Maybe there's a better ring to Gallo as a as a as a Dodger than there is to Gallo as a Yankee. Like, like when you like all the time that we were on the radio, and I was like, ah oh, man, I hope we get Joey Gallo. It's time for Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. That didn't work out too well. The Joey Gallo experience experiment was a failure. We gotta go way back for the Gallo thing. It's the second Armin <laughs> Williams reference here on the show, but I, I could have sworn you guys were texting each other at one point in our old radio days, and you're like, Hey, the Yankees might get Gallo, and and, and Armin's like, really? That's awesome. He's like, from your Rangers. Oh, big fan here. Sorry about that. Like, you know, it was a weird <laughs> point for Texas at that point because Gallo was, I'd say, not in the prime of his career, but working his way up, and everyone saw the potential of what this guy could be. Is it as simple as it's like Sunny Gray 2.0? Like, is that as simple as what it is? Just a really good, talented player that just could not figure out New York. I think it's a big part of it. I, I really do, but I think it's like, like, what did you know about Joey Gallo? In Texas, right? He was a plus outfielder. He's a power hitter who struck out a lot. Okay, well, let's be realistic. What was he in New York? He was a plus outfielder. He hit a couple home runs, not enough, and he struck out a lot. Huh? <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Like we knew what he was, and everybody freaked out. It, it didn't like it. It didn't make a lot of sense because. As bad as he was, you still were winning games. Like, that's how miserable we are as Yankee fans. Best team in the league, crushing it. Everybody else is picking up. Everybody's just like, F Gallo, he's a piece of shit. Like, whatever. It's like, you guys can just leave him alone and see if he figures it out. It might be okay over time. Like, it's not like he's costing us a bunch of games. And But it, he needed he needed a fresh start. So get rid of Gallo. Making moves. This is probably the most active the Yankees have been at the trade deadline in a couple of years. Like they're making moves. Yeah, the, the weird part about Gallo, too, as you're doing that description of what Gallo was as a player out of Texas, you couldn't for a long time you just said that same thing about Judge and Stanton, too. 
like a guys who nah. are really good. Not I, I look, it's harder to say that in 2022 because well, they're the, so good the, now. But right, well, the knock, but see, like the biggest difference was every single time Stanton and Judge were 100 percent healthy, they were game changers. So, like the biggest knock on those two are, geez, how are they always hurt? Like, what are we doing? How are they? How are they always hurt? And then, like, Stanton's never going to be fully loved, but he has, he's been hitting really well when he's been healthy again. Gallo was just like I, I almost feel like Gallo was overhyped. I think people were like they it was like you know, like I told you, like the real thing on him was plus outfielder, power hitter, strikes out a lot. I feel like Yankee fans heard plus outfielder, home run machine. Like, wait, what was that last thing you said? Ah, it doesn't matter. Home runs, baby. Let's go. And like they just ignored it. Like he. He didn't stand a chance here. And and he did. He wilted with the brighter lights for sure. And then you have Rizzo come over and Rizzo's playing great. And you, you know, Donaldson's kind of been like if I'm Josh Donaldson right now, I'm really I'm I'm big, I'm big time hurt that Gallo's gone. Because people aren't gonna people are gonna start looking around going, okay, all right, that punching bag's out of town. Who's next? Oh, how are you doing, all-star third baseman? <laughs> what's, what's up with you not playing all that great? But, like, the defense in the infield is so good, you don't even you, – you really shouldn't pay much attention to the way he's hitting. You really that, shouldn't. But that they're going to come. Yeah, that felt very Goldberg. You're next, by the way, with yeah. the, the Josh oh, yeah. Donaldson. Yeah. Well, you've been around long enough, though, Yankee fan can't be happy. We don't have that. We, we don't have that ability. Unless we're winning the World Series, we're not happy. Even like, oh my God, this is a historically great team and everybody's doing this, this, and this. It just, oh, yeah, but we did lose a game. Oh, in out, out of 15? Yeah, it's terrible. How, do you, how are you going to live with yourself? Well, it's the game I watched. Didn't you watch all the games? So I watched that one the closest. Like, we're always going to find a reason to be freaking miserable. Like, 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 I was talking to Mike Corder, the owner of the team today. We were talking about Judge. And I was like, Judge is almost smarter to leave because if Judge signs, let's just say it's a seven-year, $325 million deal, whatever. I, I don't – some, like, really amazing deal, but it, it's, it, it, it makes sense. It's a, it's a fair deal on both sides. He's going to hit 35 home runs in the next year or two, right? So, like, maybe next year he hits 40, and the year after he hits 35, 30. Yankee fans can go, what a piece of sh-. this guy. Was, where's the 60 home runs? Where are they? It's like, you know, 35 led the league in RBIs, led us to another championship, led us to this. Led us to- yeah, but he's a, he's a he's a warning track power with that with those 28 home runs. Like, big numbers aren't going to be big enough because of what he's doing this year. Yankee fans are a mess. That's that's what we are. I love us, but we will find an enemy. It totally makes sense too about that contract conversation because. Let's just for the sake of this conversation say Judge hit 60 home runs. Okay. Yep. And the Yankees. I think he's on page what, 63, 64, or something 67 like that. 67 now. 67 he's up to. Yeah. So let's say it's 60. Okay. And let's just for the sake of this conversation say New York loses to the Dodgers in the World Series. So now the standard is set that Judge has to hit 60 home runs and get to the World Series because he's getting paid, like you said, I don't know, 300 million bucks. If he even goes for a season where he goes for 44 home runs, 110 RBIs, bats 290. Yeah. And the Yankees don't win. It's like, nice job, yeah. 99. Yeah. Way to, way to, you know, get fat and comfortable. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's who we are. I mean, like, let's be real. That's, he is going to get abused if he stays in New York. He is. 
it's remarkable to think about this and maybe it's just like underrated underappreciated or just accepted speaking of like where you set the bar yankee fan like levec you and i summer after summer went through like storyline of storyline of who are the yankees going to trade for this summer and there were times where the yankees had to make a move because they were either sitting in second place battling for a wild card team had a glaring weakness on a pitching staff where it's like okay like this has to get fixed because you have the pieces you can do it summer after summer brian cashman is active like that that is remarkable in american team sports where time in and time out of the trade deadline somebody's going to make a move for the yankees and if a guy is struggling even if you've invested in him before they don't care are you making our team better for a playoff run and if the answer is no you're gone that is, is not crazy but it's just like there's got to be some pride yankee fans i know you're a little crazy like the way levac described it oh, but yeah. it's hey the fact that your management and ownership and your GM says, yeah, we're good right now. We're one of the best teams in baseball, but we can be better. That is an awesome competitive spirit. But to you got to remember this. That was the, that was the knock this off season. Yeah. We didn't do enough. And then I was, I'm over here in like this little weird part of Yankee fandom going, Hey guys, we have a really good roster. Like we're, we're a tweak roster, not a blow up and, and rebuild roster. And people, oh, you're an idiot. You just like Cashman, whatever. Okay, well, no, I, I do. You're right. <laughs> you got a GM who had a year with record numbers of, of people and days on the IL for a roster and still was a playoff team. It's a pretty good GM. You're right, I like him. <laughs> but, like, people were killing the guy for it. I will say, though, like, if you didn't make those moves and all that time we were led to believe that was because you were going to pay Judge, and then you don't, he is going to get beat up until judge goes somewhere else and only hits 24 home runs or starts getting hurt or whatever, or if he signs and then gets hurt and only hits 35 home runs, you know, if he's, if he's only third in the league in home runs a year, then they're going to kill Cashman again. Cause that's what they do. Uh, I want to get to some stuff later on involving Juan Soto and the Mets and all that other stuff. I guess before we get to coach Catuso, one of the better questions and maybe the most important question is this because of these moves, who the hell is Montas? I've watched an A's game. If they're not playing the Yankees, don't play the Yankees. Let me put this way: if the A's aren't playing the Yankees on the East Coast, I probably are not watching it. Like even if even if they're playing over there, I can get up and read the box score the next morning. Those ten o'clock first pitches are. That's. Uh, I'm not trying to say I'm old or nothing, but I ain't young no more. Nobody's been watching it out in Oakland either, so don't yeah, feel bad. I mean, I don't know Sean if Oakland, Martin, Matt Verderan, those guys. I don't know if guys on that team watch those games. I don't, like so. Tell you, you're a nerd. Tell us about Montas. All he does is eat up innings, gets in the strike zone, and if he's got a better defense, some hitters behind her, he'll get like, if he stays for the Yankees for, I don't know, two years, three years, he'll be a 13, 15, 16 win guy. He's probably a really good number four or five for the Yankees. This is probably the spot he'd rather be in. Rather than being the best pitcher on a really bad team, be the fourth or fifth option. Probably if playoff time comes around, they're not going to go to him, but is he better than an opener? Maybe. You know me, I'm not a huge fan of the opener in playoff games. I'd rather go with him because he's been a proven starter who can win rather than a guy who's going to play against the lineups. And that's that's probably for another playoff debate. So but like I'd rather go with him. him. You're like underselling him. No, 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 no. I'm not underselling him. Like, I think like, he's good. Is he? But is it because how good the Yankees have been? Like, Like if this deal was Montas to the Orioles, like where is he in that? Like obviously you got Garrett Garrett Cole's gonna be your one Nestor Cortez has proven he's he's too worthy you know stuff like that like like how good is Montas really like could he be a three could he get even better because he's, he's young better, right 
Yeah, here's a better way to think of it like this. Is he better than these most recent pitcher transactions, acquisitions for the Yankees? He's not better than Garrett Cole. When they acquired him, not saying performance, when he actually was traded for, Sonny Gray was better. He'd been more proven in his career. Oh, Lance oh, Lynn oh. ended up being really good for Texas Post, so he's not better than Lance Lynn. Lance so Lynn had a couple decent quick. games for the Yankees. Yeah, he was okay. Uh, so not better than Lance Lynn, not better than Gray, not better than Cole, not better than Chapman. You know they made a move for Chapman for the deadline, and technically postseason, and traded him away. But Chapman, Chapman in the mid 2010s, yeah. So look, he's not one of the best pitchers they've ever acquired at the deadline. But does he make the rotation better? Yeah, <laughs> they're a better team now with him. I know that's not the greatest sell again either. Look, no. he's a good B, a B student. He's not an A. He can help you get better scores on your exams coming up. But he's but not the, the good, best you've well, ever the good brought part in. Part of what you're saying is lower those expectations, and who knows? Maybe Homie will go out there and and, and excel. That'd be nice. I wouldn't mind that. Is he all right? So like him or Johnny Lasagna, who's more who's more valuable to the Yankees in your opinion? Frankie Montaz. Really? Yeah. Even over Andy's Lasagna. Better. Lasagna Andy, was yeah. arguably the best relief pitcher in baseball last year. Yeah, he's really good. And Domingo Herman. I think he's better than both those guys. All right. All right. Well, Herman. Yeah. I mean, Herman just hasn't really looked like Herman. He derailed himself pretty. But even when Derma, even when Domingo Herman was winning, he was he was doing enough to win. Like it was, he had a couple really good games, but like he Domingo Herman was never Domingo Herman was never going to win you a bunch of games in Baltimore. He was never going to win you a bunch of games, you know, even with the Mets at that point. Like, like he won you a lot of games because that Yankee team would score five, six, seven runs for him every over over his four and two thirds innings. They would score five, six, seven, eight runs for him. That's you- that's why he was so damn good. You mentioned uh, Josh Donaldson almost hiding from people from the Yankee brass to be like, hey, you're not as good as we thought. Like, you're not performing up to the level we think. We think we're going to make some moves. That's kind of Domingo Herman, too, because I've seen some of those gifts and memes on social media over the last couple hours of Domingo Herman, like Jim in the office, hiding in the car, pulling back the seat, Homer Simpson into the bushes, backpedaling when Herman sees that Frankie Montaz is coming. <laughs> yeah, that's probably his future going forward for the Yankees. But the better question that Yankee fan probably is asking themselves, are they a better team? And yes. Are they more equipped now to go for an AL pennant to win the American league, to stay atop the AL East? The answer to all that stuff is yes. Gallo was hurting the team offensively. The pitching staff gets an upgrade. Uh, Juan Soto and these other big bats don't end up in the biggest competitor that you have. I know Trey Mancini for Baltimore goes to Houston. So we'll find out his impact. He's been better for Baltimore and the O's loved him. So they're a better team. That's the most important thing. Today, in comparison to 24 hours earlier, the New York Yankees are better. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, and you know, pitching is going to be the whole going to be the whole effing thing, especially when you get up against Houston, because Houston's already proven that they still they still are a hell of a matchup against the New York Yankees. That's that's not what what you really want going on around there. Hey, um, I do want to tell you one more time about Techies, because again, I think these storms are going to be a problem, guys. I think. I think people are going to be a little worried. I think you're going to come home. Some people are going to come home, flooded basements, maybe a tree through the house, some of those things, and you're going to freak out. And I'm going to tell you not to. Don't freak out. Tech East, we got you. We're going to send great people over. They're going to walk you the whole process. They're going to work with your insurance company. Our guys know exactly what they're doing. I use them when I don't have disasters. Like I use them to demo my bathroom because our guys are that damn good. Go to tefirewater.com. Get all the information today. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal. We're going to help you out. Just think about it now. 
and then you won't have to worry about it later. You know what I'm saying? Like, like guys, I stay ready. I don't have to get ready. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. I kind of want that as the tag underneath the techies fire and water restoration logo. I don't <laughs> have to get ready. I stay ready. Well, it's it's the best way back to normal. I get yelled at when I try to come up with new ones. It's, oh, okay. They put a lot of work into that. That's Fine. that's a, that's the thing. And it's and it's it's honestly a hundred percent true. Like friends of mine have, well, friend, it's a friend of ours. It's a business owner. We'll just say he's he's an all star. Um, he came home from a trip to Florida and he had like three feet of water in his basement. And he called me and he's freaking out. And, and I'm just like, dude, it's not an issue. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. My guys get over there. They take care of it. I don't hear back from this gentleman for weeks. And I'm like, oh, he's pissed. He doesn't like the way we did it. So I go in to his place of business for some random reason. Who knows? Maybe to read orphans. I don't remember why I was there by bourbon. And um, and I was like, everything go all right? He goes, oh, it's amazing. It's great. Oh, he's going on and on. I'm like, why didn't you call me? He goes, he just smiled at me. I'm like, you wanted me to worry. He goes, he just smiled. I'm like, F you. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it's that good. Our guys are that damn good. I'll text. I'm going to text Greg and see what he's up to. Yeah. Text coach. While you're doing that, while you're texting coach, I'm going to talk about our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Don't forget to call them as well. 518-272-5922. You're talking about making sure your house is safe. Make the double call. Call Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Things going wrong. You're looking for a new AC. It's supposed to be as high as 100 degrees on Thursday. If you've been trying to fight the heat, well, try to stay cool all summer long. You can do it. Thanks to our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check them out on Facebook, Johnstone Supply NY on Facebook is where you can learn more or head over to 6th Avenue in Troy. Stop into the store. Find a tool that is affordable, competitive price for that summer project you've put off until August. Shout out to our guy, George, man. So many great UFC fights and boxing going on. He'll be telling you stories if you stop in. Awesome guy's been helping the Capital Region for decades. People that you want to have in your corner. Look at that. A little fighting reference there. Nice pun All by right. me on that. Shout out to George and everybody over at Johnstone Supply and Troy. One more time for their number, 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Yeah, good people over there, too. Very, very good people. Actually, that was one of the ones that Mike sent me. He's like, you get the splits. You got your friends over there. You know, Johnstone, you get your splits. Um, I might, that might be the next big upgrade of the house. Because, like, I've, I've actually now, like, read up on them a little bit. They're, they're pretty cool. It's a pretty cool way. Like when you got a house as old as mine where you don't have ductwork, it's like you kind of need that. I mean, he, he, Mr. Gattuso could be could be busy. So let's uh, let's keep it's okay. You, you want to talk, talk, talk a little Juan Soto then? I do want to talk about Soto. Was hey, about it? Yeah. I got to tell you, I get, I get, I got to say, I, our buddy, our buddy Instacam, big time Juan Soto fan. I'm upset about the Soto and Bell trade to San Diego. Big time. I got to tell you, I love that he's going to San Diego. Oh. I love it. Well, because there's two there's two positive outcomes if you're a Yankee fan, right? Let's, let's – Manny Machado. There's two positive out. There was actually three positive outcomes for Manny Machado if you're a Yankee fan. You know, one was, okay, he's out of the AL East. I don't have to deal with the Chupacabra anymore. He's gone. Two, if you could get him, that'd be great. You know, yeah, that kind of talented player. That's fantastic. But three is he's in freaking purgatory over in San Diego. <laughs> like, if he actually becomes an issue to me, it's not until the World Series. So, I I mean, come on. I, if, he, if he had gone in the American League, I'm bummed. 
If he ends up like somehow in Boston, I'm super bummed. San Diego? Oh my God. Do you even remember who Fernando Tatis is? Do you, Junior? Come on. Do you, Manny Machado? He, like, literally, I used to call him the Chupacabra because he looked like one. Now I call him the Chupacabra because I've never seen either. Like, this is, I go to San Diego, go be a father, go be Padres, go San Diego, go. It's a whale's vagina. Peace out, buddy. I am, bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, Mets fan, we can agree on something for once. Bye-bye. Let's go. See you later, Soto. It's Los Angeles' <sighs> problem now. It's Colorado's problem now. The San Francisco Giants, great. You guys can battle till 1 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out Soto. East Learn Coast fans and to deal with Learn it. to surf. Oh, it's beautiful in San Diego. I've heard. I've never been. I don't care enough to go. It's so far away. Oh, it's so far away. Padres, peace out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Soto, by the way, smashed a home run off of Scherzer last night, too. That might be his final home run as a national, taking Scherzer yep. deep, which is about Peace. a 15-year difference on the mound, too. Uh, I wonder if Cam is feeling the same way. You and I had a discussion about this about two weeks ago, about the Soto situation of why now? Because the Nationals let Bryce Harper finish it off, and Bryce Harper eventually went to Philadelphia within their own division. The Nationals could have, maybe, well, Scott Boris didn't help this, signed Steven Strasburg earlier to a contract, but they waited till after he became the World Series MVP, and then Morris just basically waited for all the money to come in, so that didn't work either, so they probably thought, okay, Soto's 23. He just won the home run derby. We stink as a franchise right now. Like, we're not good. This is the most we can ever get out of Soto right now. So if that's the most you can get out of Soto and San Diego's willing to spend it, because San Diego, here's the thing. Like, you mentioned Machado and Tatis Jr., they are loaded with prospects because oh my they God. sucked for so long. Like they, they had to do be something. Yeah. But, if, but uh, let me ask you a question. If, if a tree falls in San Diego, did it, and, and no one here sees it, it doesn't, it's not on national television. Is it, did it ever really fall? I mean, like, seriously, like they are building one of the greatest teams. None of us is ever going to see again. And, and, and they need to as well, because, San Diego is beautiful. Like, all right. So I work at Techie Fire and Water Restoration as well as the Albany Empire, as well as Lavag and Gaz, as well as you know Head Bottle Washer. All these things. Mike Cord and I were talking the other day, and he goes, "I don't know when we moved to San Diego. It's beautiful. Like we never have weather issues. Like our people don't need us right now. Like, like he's kind of like, hey, I'm ready to help people when they need me. I, they don't need me. That's San Diego, dude. Like, like Comic Cons in San Diego. Inside, the nerds aren't going outside. Like there's so many beautiful amazing things to do there like you need to build a super team if you're going to have anybody come and play there or, or watch you play but we never want we're never going to see him again it doesn't how a team can be that damn good and young and everything else and no one cares and no one cares yeah that's Gosh, more you're a nerd how much san diego baseball do you watch not a lot right not a lot. more people go to our games than watch san diego padres games <laughs> You know what San Diego, you know what San Diego wanted to do though? Like the push for them to get so good so fast is their ownership group thought, okay, the Chargers are leaving. San Diego loves the Chargers like any other San market, Diego, usually San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. They embrace their team. So they had the San Diego Chargers. I think way back when, this is before our time, they had the San Diego Braves, which is an NBA team. So at one point the, the city of San Diego had the Braves, the Chargers, and the Padres. 
So now they have one, just one professional sports team. And I know soccer. Jeez, but do you know, like, by yeah. the way, in that time frame you're talking about, do you know who the most popular pro team was in San Diego? Was it the Raiders? It was. Yeah. Do you know the, the San Diego Chargers actually put limits on how many things we bought from outside of their area code <laughs> because the Raiders spent more time. Like, like it was a Raiders home game. It was every time. And like, and like every game was silver and black. Like there were like there were like Raiders chants at basketball games at whatever it didn't matter. So that's yeah. how, that's again that's and again and that's it. Any reason to leave Oakland too, by the way. So so they bounced. They're like, you know what? We're going to Los Angeles. It makes more sense market science wise. Although the LA fans aren't much better, although they're very much fair weather fans and like yeah. well, everybody's a fair weather fan to a point. But like the how dare you? you just laid it out there. There's a lot more options to do in cities like san diego and los angeles rather than bake in 85 and 90 degree heat you like you can just go do something else for three hours that's that's a culture thing for sure but here's what the san diego padres want to do with the trade with soda i feel like their franchise believes they're going to be the next san antonio spurs and what i mean by that it's like a one market team because san antonio no disrespect to the gunslingers but uh, on that level, San Antonio has been looked at as an XFL, NAL football market. They're huge college football fans. But in the four major sports, the team is the Spurs. So if you're going to be the major market team in that city, you better be good so people care. Just like you said, if you're San Diego and you're now the lone standing professional sports team and you've got young talent, you better be good and make people care. And that's what Soto's about. It is. And, and well, you Dodgers yeah. at some point. Somebody's got to catch me, you think. But you got to like – like I haven't seen your boy in a while. I, I don't so I can't really talk about Machado. Yeah. Yeah. But like you got three players that you could build a franchise around. At least. You might have more. I don't know. I don't I've never seen the San Diego Padres game ever. I don't I've heard they I've heard they used to dress like Burger King employees. I don't I don't know. But like you got San Diego chicken, Pete Rose, our boy. Right. But I mean you've got you've got now you've got Juan Soto. Fernando Tatis Jr. You've got you've got Manny Machado. Those are three franchise young players, and I guarantee we see very little of all of them. Like ESPN is going to tell us we have to watch. Fox might throw it up a little bit. Like, oh, you got look at what you care about, and then all of a sudden, like it's just going to go away again. It's just going to go, away. and it's going to be Dodgers Yankees all over again, all over. Yeah. Again. If the season ended today, San Diego would be one of the wild card teams. So they'd be in there. The Braves yeah, would be in there. The right. Mets would be in there. The Dodgers. Philadelphia's fighting. The Cardinals are fighting. Walsh is hanging on. Do you see the Rams? I said Braves. Oh, Braves. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a second. They can't take all of the things from San Diego, can they? They're going to start taking. They're going to randomly show up in the playoffs. Aaron Donald said he's going to play as long as McVay is coaching. So I, who knows? They might find a way. <laughs> Did you see that video of that poor kid who's trying to make the roster? No. Aaron Donald is showing his past rushing moves, and he was taking one of his teammates and just taking his neck back and forth and back and forth like a rag doll doing the drill. Poor kid was wearing number 69, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's life as an Aaron Donald teammate. Yeah. And, and, I think what you tell, I think what you tell yourself in that situation is I get beat up by Aaron Donald. It makes me tougher and no one else will be able to beat me up. Like, like if Superman punches you in the chest and you survive, you, you laugh at Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's what you have to tell yourself. Like, like as much as he's going to get embarrassed and laughed at right now, cause he got, he just got, he got manned. He got Donald. Like <laughs> you, it's Aaron Donald. Like anybody who picks on you, just be like, um, Superman just did that. 
like I got beat up by Superman. So you can kiss my ass because you can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be a pile of dust and guts if that happened to you. So like, let's, let's calm, let's calm the F down. Okay. Please calm the F down. He scares me. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's just, but he doesn't. That's the problem. Like when he talks and everything. And again, I know uh, coach Gattuso obviously got a little busy with like everybody reporting everything. He'll join us at some point either today or whenever. Um, Aaron Donald gives off an aura of like nice fat kid until he's on the field. Like, like Brandon C is like a nice guy. Like he's a nice, nice guy. And then he's on the field. Nick Haig is like, I would let Nick Haig babysit. And then he gets on the field. Like, like there's guys who are like that, but Aaron Donald looks like the guy that's like, I just want to play Madden, bro. He's like, yeah, let's go. Like, what's up? I'll bring some ice cream. We'll have fun. It'll be awesome. You want some, you want some drinks? What are we going to do? And then he gets on the field and you're like, oh my God, he's a dragon. Like, like, what, like what, I just played Madden with a, with a dragon. I thought it was just a, like a former fat kid who was just, a, but like he, he seems like a nice, nice guy. And then you see him on the football field throwing not one, not two, but three, 300 pound humans around on his way to eating a 200 pound human. Like he's, he's a dragon. But he's, he he's is, like a nice guy. <laughs> he is one of the nicest guys off the field. Like a personality opens up. People want to spend time with him. He is not like you mentioned the screwed loose type of football player where like right. you got to be crazy 24 seven. Like I can be crazy here and then I'll be normal here. He's an all time great player. He's awesome. I wouldn't want to be in a well lit alley with Bill Romanowski. I would I would go to the movies with Aaron Donald. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like like there's guys out there like like you know you see him you're like ah, nah. Nah, I'm good. Nah, nah. With Aaron Donald, it's like, did we just become best friends? Like, I like, yes. like, you know, he seems like a great guy, but again, he's a dragon. He will eat your soul. Like, it's just, it's just, I, I, it's, it's amazing to me. It's just a whole nother, whole nother situation. Yeah, such a good segue from a good person, good guy, someone you want to hang nope, out with. Nope, no, nope, I have no nope, segues right there. Nope, because nope, you're gonna go into Jared Lozier. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about Jared Lozier. I thought you were going to talk about Jared Lazier. We won't do that. I wasn't going to have it. How about we talk about it. Coach Catuso? Now, yeah, you want to talk about coach. a good, great Let, guy. And yeah, actually, right. as a matter of fact, a guy in. who can give some insight into Aaron Donald. It's, Mr. it's the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Greg Catuso. What's up, Coach? Oh, you gave me the wrong link. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Coach. <laughs> coach, I had like a whole thing set up for you, and then I screwed it up. I'm sorry. That's a, that's that's some sprints. That's some 110s out of the gate for me. Guys, what's the last time you sprinted? Oh, I remember well. Time. Was it was the Syracuse made the tournament? Oh yeah, the, the bunny hop, the bunny that hop was, girl scream. That was, that, was, that was the last time we did. Coach, How you guys, guys are, all right? Uh, good man, good. It's uh, you know, it's a different world where people actually can see our our lovely faces now instead of just being over the radio. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a bonus to this. Yeah, I don't know. Bonus <laughs> is the word. Your guys are reporting. How's the team looking? What are you thinking? Good, excited. Uh, you know, I think mean, we're. Kids are in a good place, had a great summer. You know, I think we've been able to make up some training that we had missed in the past, and I, I'm, I'm really happy with the team and the chemistry, the coaching staff, and I'm just really excited about getting going. Coach, i got to clarify reporting because some people may not know exactly what that means. So they're checking into, like, their dorms. Practice starts tomorrow, later in the week. Is today day one of practice? Kind of explain that for those people who may not know. Yeah, I mean, the check-in day is – you see the NFL guys all walking in with their, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers look like 
<laughs> Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Like Cameron Poe. You know, I think the, the best thing I saw someone put out was uh, don't touch the bunny, you know. Uh, so that's kind of check-in. Everybody shows up. You do some – there's some things they have to do paperwork-wise, you know, some introduction stuff. No football things. Uh, we have our little media day today. Did some things with the media. Um, so that's kind of check-in. And then literally, boom, tomorrow morning we start meetings in the morning and, and uh, practice starts at um, 9, 9.30 or something like that. And here we go. Wait a minute. So what we're finding out right now is that instead of going through proper channels to do media stuff, Mr. CBS six over here, guys used our friendship to just get you on here. So he would circumvent the system coach. That's what happened. That's not, well, that's a little, that's what close. Happened. and then still gave you the wrong link and screwed everything up. I, you know, I thought he was just, I just think God's always messing with me. You know, I just, I have a little bit of an inferiority complex because of God's, but I'm working on it. This Hobart lineman, they're known for, they're known for causing inferiority complexes. Were you that's a Hobart guy? I was, Coach. I was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Who have... was down at camp this week? Who is? The head coach was down at our um, our he our prospect camp this weekend. He didn't mention you, but he was down. Uh... <laughs> that is the guy who recruited me to Hobart, Coach Kevin DeWall. He's That's probably right. still he's lacking some hair, I'm sure, still, even though yeah. he was 12 years ago. Oh, and I wish I'd have known. We could have really had a fun conversation. You would, have, you would have been bored to death. I can promise you about that. Uh, what is day one of practice like? Is it is there conditioning? Do you guys do like the one ten conditioning to make no, sure? No, the hold on, hold on. I have, a, I have, a, better, I have a better questions. question. I have a better question, Coach. If we send you Gaz's high school hype video, would you would you truly grade it? Whether or not like it was impressive? Yes. Yeah, send send me his highlight tape. Okay. I will give you a full evaluation of his ability and where I think he could play football. Awesome. It's guys. I it. have it. I actually right. have it on YouTube. Coach. I know I you have it. You make people watch it when they walk into your house. That's what the interns have to call me Lawrence Taylor to, to stay employed. <laughs> they call you Lawrence <laughs> Olivier. <laughs> That's right. What is day one? Is it conditioning? Is it install? Is it film? All the combination of that stuff, especially for the freshmen. I feel like that's can be overwhelming for the first year guys coming out of high school. Yeah, it can be tough. I, I think the big thing is we train pretty much year round and in, in the summer with the team. So we don't really get into conditioning tests because we, we feel really good about where we're at in our strength and conditioning training. Um, but we do installs in the morning. Uh, we, we get out there and just kind of run through practice tomorrow's helmets. And we call spider shells, which are um, shoulder protectors, but not shoulder pads. So it's a no contact type practice speed thing, move around. You know, we got four quarterbacks fighting for the job. So we'll get as much work for them as we can get. And uh, we do two days of that, and then we can put some shoulder pads on, and then it starts getting more physical. Coach Greg, too. So with us talking a little Albany football and LeVac and guys, and, and Coach, when you guys are, are getting everything started, Mother Nature doing you the solid of being 100 degrees tomorrow, is that something you look at and you go, all right, cool, we're going to find out who you know who needs their binky right away? Well, yeah, and it, that's the low in Waco, Texas, is 100. So, you know, we're – it's good preparation with the warmth and the heat that we've been in, which is good. I mean, it's it's scorched earth down there for in, in September and late August, so we know that the heat's going to be important that we get used to it. But, uh, yeah, it's good for training. I, I, don't, I don't get real worried about that too much. I mean, it's I think that it comes down to blocking and tackling and knowing what to do more than dealing with elements. Four quarterbacks competing for a starting spot. It goes to show how competitive you Albany football is. Is that a rarity in your career where you go into a camp and really truly have four guys who could be under center for that game one against Baylor? 
Yeah, it's, it's only happened one time in my 20-plus years of being a college head football coach. And, and uh, it was my first year at Duquesne. And I literally signed six guys in high school. We, I was taking over a program that was really not good. And um, it was an interesting process. It's not going to be easy. But back then, we had two-a-days and uh, more practice time. So we have 25 practices to get a find a starting quarterback to get ready for Baylor. And it's going to be a challenge. But we, we did a little interesting way. We, were doing it. we picked the quarterback situation so we could practice. Um, it's hard to get that many reps, but we'll, we'll get it done. We're going to give them 10 days of competition and, and uh, enough equal reps to, to make a decision, uh, at least on one and two, and then we'll figure out who, who is one and who is two for Baylor. Coach, you every year, and I know you're you're more of a, a team guy to the point this kind of stuff out, but you know one of the things that makes fans want to come see this team is every year you've got – You've got some some big defensive eaters out there. You got some guys who are going to get after the other quarterback. Who are the guys that are, are probably going to be you know number ones in our in our our hearts, not just our programs? Well, you know our defense. We've got a lot of returning players back. I think Jackson Ambush and Larry Walker uh, are names. Anthony Lang are guys that have been in our program have been starting. We have a large group of guys with a lot of starts under their belt. We did add some people um, that I think are going to be really good on defense. AJ Simon has been. Uh, was exceptional in spring practice and exceptional during this summer. He's a beast. We're excited about adding him. Um, so, we, you know, we've got a group of guys. I think there's some some good ones. Uh, I think our, our back end, everybody's back from the, the back end, and, and uh, I think that um, we should be pretty salty on defense, have a pretty good defense. It feels like college football has changed so much over the last three to five years because of that transfer portal, because of COVID. Uh, the coaching staff's like, your guys, think about this. You had a full – Two seasons in one calendar year. You had 2020 changes. Everything. Almost, does it feel like, Coach, you're back on schedule after the chaos of the last 24 months? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's it's been – it has been crazy for everybody, and we all have different parts of it that was hard for our particular schools. But I think at the end of the day, that's why I was excited about the training this summer. I think you know, we really got a good winter, spring season in, and then uh, – a good summer where we're actually been training this whole time. We missed a lot of training back in 2020 that virtually nothing. So I think that it's, um, it's good that the kids look good. The transfers we've added have fit in really well up to this point. And uh, I like our team. We've got depth, we've got competition at positions. And, um, you know, I think they've, they've been, the the attitude so far has been excellent. And uh, I've challenged them that being good teammates is the way to go. And I think that they're, they're embracing that. Coach Greg Gattuso with us, and uh, you know, Coach, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm just curious because we were just talking about Aaron Donald, and I know that's one of your guys from your pit days and everything like that. But I say that he's the guy that you'd let, like, you know, you know, watch your kid, but then when you get inside the white lines, you're scared he's going to eat your soul. Like, how did, how does that work for a guy like that to be so, like, like just the nicest, looks like the nicest human on the planet, and then all of a sudden it's like there he is throwing three, three hundred pound people around just before he eats a two hundred pound human. Yeah, he, he's always been like that. He's always, you know, there's a great story when I was recruiting him that his coach told me was, um, I had, I, I mean, I fell in love with him the first time I saw him play football his junior year. And then talking to his coach, he said they they had him at a scrimmage against in Pittsburgh against Mount Lebanon High School, which is a, a community, a, a really kind of an upper crust type community, wealthy. Um, and Aaron goes there and they, he was so out of control attacking people that they had to put him on the bus at halftime at a scrimmage to calm him down. 
that's Aaron. He's a wild man on the football field. He always has been. He plays, you know, he, but he is a, he, I love him. I think he's a great person. Um, you know, he, he's, he's responsive. If you reach out to him, he's, he's, he's good to people. He always has been. He, I think he was very well raised. His parents were really nice people. Um, and he's, he seems to be a really good father. You know, when you saw him after the Super Bowl, it was, it was really impressive to see him with his children's interacting and, and, and after the Super Bowl win, which was awesome to watch. So he's, he's really good. Uh, I, I think he's, people are talking about him being the best uh, defensive lineman in NFL history, which is amazing to me, you know? Coach, can, can you tell the story about how he kind of got you in trouble? You mean with the, with the recruiting? Yes. Well, yeah, probably going to get dinged by the NCAA. You get me in trouble here. Uh, he, yeah, I was at his game. I was there. A guy, he, there was a kid on his team named Dan Mason, who was a senior, which we had offered, and were really recruiting hard. Great middle linebacker. Um, and I knew about Aaron, and, and it was the first time I saw him play. And I was on the sideline watching the game, and he just—I couldn't take my eyes off Aaron. He was literally—I. It was almost like one of those movies where you're throwing people out of the way. It, would, it That's what it felt like this many years later. But he was just a dominating force. And I, I got so excited on the sidelines. He was running to the bench one time. I yelled, you have an offer to pit. <laughs> so I, after the game, I get in the car and I call my head coach, Dave wants And he said, how Dan Mason play? And I said, he played really well, coach. Everything was good. I said, Oh, by the way, I offered Aaron Donald a scholarship. He's like, you can't do that. We didn't, you can't just offer him at a game. I was like, yeah, I kind of did, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know if Aaron Hort heard me, so that's my excuse. No, if anybody, he he did yeah. not. I, I've I've actually spoken to him since. He did not hear you. There's no violation. No reason to be upset. There you go. Thanks for having my back, Earl. Got you. Always, always. Another hand, writing an essay to turn me in, probably. No, I would never <laughs> tell. I would never do that. He's not never. a writer. Coach DeWall taught me well. I would not do that. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I don't know if you ever watch any of the videos of him train either. They're they're amazing. Oh, dude, he's he's freak. He's a freak. He's always been. I mean, any any young athlete, really, it translates into success at anything. Whether you're in the the media or, or you know how hard you guys work. I know I, I tease guys all the time, but I also understand how hard you guys work and the time you put in and trying to get people to come on and all the different things you have to do to be successful in your career. That hard work pays off, and, and Aaron Donald's a perfect example of it. He should not, at his physical dimensions, be in the argument for the best defensive tackle in NFL history. That's amazing to me. I love so it. Pays well, off. Coach, we're talking about some great defensive players of all time. I've got some footage here from Salve High School in 2007 of me. A lot of people called me the, the Aaron Donald of Salve High School, so – uh, hopefully you can hear me right here. I brought it up on the screen, Coach. You can see that, right? On from your yeah, end, you're way okay. far away here on my cell phone, but that's okay. <laughs> you're gonna see me jump off the screen here in a second. We're gonna get some live feed from Coach Catuso grading my Salve High School highlight tape. Here we go. You're gonna you're gonna see me jump out of the screen here, Coach. Watch this play. Look at that beast. Who is that? That's actually Aaron Donald, isn't it? No, 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 we're never going to hear the end of that. I'm going to save that quote for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, I meant E-R-I-N Donald. Watch this play, Coach. Look at this. Quarterback in the open field. Look at that kid tracking him down. This that... is already better than you thought. I haven't gotten bowled over yet. You look legit. I need to see old tape I can watch. Here, here's, the, here's the question, Watch this though. play, one-handed, LeVac. Watch right, this. I'm sorry. I'm, let me, let me let's breathe it in. 
Watch this. One-handed. Can't even one- do that tackle anymore. Wow, that's it, it's pretty good. I, I might have offered you some scholarship money to come here. Oh, but, I can't but, wait to tell my but parents. Here's, I'm but here's, tape the, now. here's the question, guys. You were so good on defense. Why did they recruit you to play offensive line? <laughs> wait a second. Well, that's a, here, you're about to find out the answer to that, LeVac, as they get caught from behind on this play. Oh, look at him. There he goes. The Galvin ghost. And he gets caught from behind. <laughs> that's why he went off. You got, you got a lot of that Aaron Donald in you. <laughs> I'm he's, got, this Aaron, he's got Aaron McDonald in him, is what he's got. <laughs> That's what made him an alignment. The biggest problem with all this is it's a little frightening you have this much video of yourself playing. Right. Well, you you haven't met you haven't met TG too. His dad is his dad's an actor and he wanted he wanted guys to be one as well. <laughs> you stop, you two. Sorry, right, I'm, I'm closing this. I've got enough compliments that a coach could use that I'll use for the rest of my life. Yes, guys, you will forever be known as Aaron McDonald. E R I N. Coach, best of luck this season. We will be talking again very soon. Thank you for doing this. I know how crazy camp is. This is about to be like a month of nonstop. So thank you for doing this and no taking problem. our crazy call. Good seeing you guys. Good All right. Say, say, hi, say hi to uh, say hi to Fox Scully and uh, Doctor Doolittle for me. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll see it. Bye. Bye. There he goes, Coach Gattuso. And so he is a he's we. One of the things we have in common is we both used to have Maine Coons. There, it's a brand of it's a, a breed of cat. So his he's got two new ones, and um, they're freaking amazing. They're great cats. And then I call his wife Doctor Doolittle because she can literally speak to animals. Like chipmunks will come up and talk to her. It's they're <laughs> probably the nicest human being alive, and you know she puts up with him. So um, that's dude. Your film though looks legit, guys. Like it it always it always amazed me that you didn't get in there as a as a as a defensive like end, I thought, or or like even a tackle. If they're going to bulk you up, put you a tackle. What made them put you at at O line? My recruiting, but the people who were around me were unbelievably good. The kid who came in next to me was a national power lifter who ran a four six forty at defensive end at nineteen years old, a D three. The kid who came after me was six foot four two forty who. Ended up going to the Marines, a freak athlete. And the kid who came after that was the second all-time leading sackless leader in the history of Division Three football. So uh, I had good competition. So that's it. Like, Hobart was really good. That's a, There's no knock on me. It's just that Hobart was really good. Matt Woods will tell you. There's good comp there. I cannot believe Coach did not rip me apart. I was waiting for him to say slow. Like, I have always, uh, what is he playing against, like, little leaguers? I was waiting for the roast. He actually was nice about it. I've always said you look good on small screens. Um no, no, your film always looks like it, it does. It looks like, like I, I think everybody here knows you as kind of like the goofy fun guy and whatever we all love hanging out with and having a beer with or whatever. You, you've got, you've got a little dog in you. I mean, you used to, I don't think you do anymore. I saw Joe Sykes throw you through an open doorway, like one arm, throw you through an open doorway. Well, thank you, LeVac, for that. I've told you, I think I've told you this on air. I don't know how many people know this. Story. Oh my God. No. Okay. I was no! the, the long-term resentment I had for you, Albany football, but I will not share that story because it feels like something just happened that is far more important than me reflecting on you, Albany football from 2007. I'm hurt. This one hurt. What happened? Can you talk Yankees, about it? Is it the Yankees just made a big trade? Oh, okay. Jordan Montgomery no longer a Yankee. Mm, that's interesting. That one hurts a little. That hurts. I'm um, not happy. Who is Montgomery's 
involved just, within this trade? Is it, the, is the Oakland A's? Is it a player to be added later in the Frankie Montez deal? No, I just hit, I I hit the link like an idiot. So it's like taking me through the stories that don't have anything to do with it. Oh, I love Jordan Montgomery. That's my dude. Oh, here we go. He's going to the St. Louis Cardinals. My boy Tommy Gross. Hey Tommy, who who do you get back? Harrison That's, Bader. I'm not familiar with Harrison. Uh, his middle Bader. name is Master. His middle name is Master. Um. <laughs> Wow, I love Jordan Montgomery. That's things. We've, we've got to follow his career all the way from the start. When I got called up to Triple A that summer, where they're like, "Yeah, we got this yeah. kid from uh, Scranton at the time." We're like, "Yeah, I got this lefty. Yeah, let's see what he does." Well, you re- do you remember there one of the times? I still feel really good about my take, and it's a little different now that we were able to get Garrett Cole. But when the Yankees were going after Patrick Corbin, and I didn't want Patrick Corbin, and I said on the air, I was like, "I really would love to see." at some point of starting five of Luis Severino, Jordan Montgomery, Jonathan Loisica. And I was going through like the guys that we had coming up to the system. And um, you like, I, I think it was one of the first times that you just like openly dismissed one of my thoughts. Like you were just like, you're an idiot. Like you were, you like, like you said it okay on the air, but the, the look that you gave me was the, the one you would give someone if they like literally pooped in a punch bowl. Like you're I love like, Corbin. Yeah, he's got the ties right. to Central New York. He was a hot prospect yeah. of Kent Miss Army, all that stuff, right? And he was a dick. So like I didn't I, – and I was just like looking out, and I've been – I think it was we had Benuelos. Benuelos and, and like we had we had like a couple guys. And uh, yeah, um, Harrison Masturbator is a center fielder. Just so you uh, – Tommy Gross on the job. That's my guy. Um Oh, man, I just I there was always a part of me that wanted to see it all come together. And then you start to see the way this rotation works right now. You know, Nestor Cortez, Jonathan Montgomery. Like, like, yes, the, the one, two are, are Jameson Tyone and, and Garrett Cole, obviously, in reverse order. But like, you know, there was, you know, Severino was there and all this. So like Montgomery was like my hold on to where I was hoping like he was going to go win like a big playoff game at some point. And I was going to look at him and be like, told you you shouldn't get rid of him. But he, uh, if he wins one now, it'll be for St. Louis. Yeah, and that is a trade I did not think that was going to happen. I thought Montgomery mm. was going to stick around for a while. And back to the Corbin thing, by the way, how right were you about dodging the bullet that was Corbin? He's arguably the worst pitcher in baseball right now. Like, Do you remember, though, the only thing I, I hated him, me. I hated him because the way the wedding went down, where his buddy put on the Yankee hat and said something, and the way he reacted, I was like, that guy's a prick, F him. And – <laughs> like if he had if he had got up and went yeah me too and put the hat on and then didn't work out i'd be like son of a bitch but like yeah that didn't work out. i mean there was there's a handful of names you know before cole that you can look at where everybody was like in yankee the yankee universe is sitting there going we need him we need him oh my god how did we not get him and like now you look back and like who 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 was it who what who oh man jordan montgomery that stings that stings that stings a little i'm still i'm a, yeah. little, a little stinger going on here I'm sorry, Cashman. Cashman has sent one of the better, more exciting arms away. That does. Stay. Yeah, he's he's got like five pitches, man. Well, hey, what is what it is. It is. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I, I mean, that. You, you thought he was gonna get a ring with the New York Yankees. Now but we got a masturbator though, so it's fine. It's fine. Speaking of masturbators, Watson suspended. Um, <laughs> if that guy's name isn't if his middle if his middle name isn't Master, his parents are douchebags. That's all there is to it. I'm, like, I'm sorry. If my last name was Bader, my kid, my my child's middle name would be Master. No, a boy. No, I wouldn't not. do that to a girl. No. I wouldn't do that to a girl. But I would, okay. First name then. F you. I'm. It's it's too good. It's too good. Master Bader. 
that's would it be Bader or Baden as well? Would be a D E N also fit with that? Master Baden. I like that one. That's more past tense. I made the master Bader joke to Ryan Bader, just so we're clear. I am that dumb or brave. You pick, you pick. And he had the belt at that point yes, for Bellator. Yes, you were there. You know, I it was, was frightened by it. That's your middle name, Master. And he like, <laughs> he sounded like Herman Munster. It was great. I thought that was the end of the show. The table would be smashed. The equipment would be broken. That listen, was a good run we listen, had. Every once in a while, it's better to be lucky than good. You know, have you have you ever seen, what was it? Have you ever seen Big Cat from Barstool interview Matt LaFleur? No. <laughs> Look it up. It's All it's, right, I'll find it. It's evil. <laughs> the he Packers like, head coach. Yeah, he gives them like the scenarios on when you would kick a field goal. And so, oh my God, it's so like the fact that he doesn't hang up makes me like live a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, masturbator was one of my like that was one of the bigger risks I've ever taken as a joke to a guest. Uh, the 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 reigning heavyweight Bellator fighter, I made a masturbator joke, and he had never, no one had been brave enough to do it. I was the first one brave or dumb enough to call him a masturbator. <laughs> you think somebody else would have before at that point, right? Uh, Jared Lozier would have done it. Yes, he would have. <laughs> I'm glad, by the way, you went that way with the Watson thing. I was about to go in a read. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad we're not doing the read on this one. We'll, we'll get back to that spot there in a second. Uh, All right. Are you, su- are you surprised that it's six games? Because I feel like you and I have had this conversation like a few times. This oh, my that- God. Uh-oh. Jeff Passan reporting. The Philadelphia Phillies are finalizing a deal to acquire Noah Syndergaard. Oh, of the of the Angels now. Interesting. Coming back to the Mets. Coming back to play them. Oh, that's good. Thor's going to pitch against the Mets. Damn, Philly, Philly. Listen, being man, we have been on it. Like I guarantee our old show's not doing as good with these things. <laughs> we are. <laughs> this is like a trade deadline to trade deadlines, man. Let's go. This I believe. Fun. If I had to guess, I believe they're probably tied in with a program that we just had a coach interview for. That'd be my guess. What's on there? Is there a game? No, no, no. Camp starting. That's where I'm assuming they're going to be today. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt they'll be anywhere. I doubt it. Uh, Deshaun Watson, are you surprised at no six games? Them, I just doubt they're doing no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'd be at camp, and I don't know who's actually there and running the show. and. Mm. How do you actually um, the air? Here, here's my problem with the Deshaun Watson six game suspension, right? And, and say whatever you want. I don't, I don't really give an F. Um, I don't have a problem with the six game suspension. I think six games is is is, is a meaty suspension. I think there should have been a fine because of the way Cleveland did the contract to try and get around him losing money. But here's why. Here's why I don't have a problem with six games. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break out my acting chops here. Right. So here guys, here I am portraying um, NFL fan who didn't think the way suspensions were handed out were fair. Okay. It's not fair that Roger Goodell gets to be the judge, jury and executioner. There should be people involved. There should be a system to give out fair suspensions and punishments on these things. Roger Goodell is not, he doesn't do it right. 
And then the first time they do it where Roger Goodell hands off the reins to somebody else, these same little bitches are over here going, <gasps> six games for that when someone gets a full year for gambling or marijuana or whatever. It's a new system, you asshole. It's a new system. You shouldn't be sitting there judging it based on the old system. This is the first go of a new system. Oh, and by the way, there's no legal repercussions against this guy. He's being sued and not losing so far. Just so we're clear, and he's not being charged criminally. That's my problem. We've used the term hot take before. Like, there's two terms for the word hot take. And I, I love what you said with that because that's exactly right. NFL fan just wanted to freak out. There's two ways to term hot take. Hot take is one, like a really, like really interesting take off of a topic that no one else is thinking like, wow, that's an original thought. That's probably too extreme to make a point out of, or it is such an obvious take that people use it sarcastically. Like, wow, you're against domestic violence. Hot take. <laughs> like, you know, there's like a sarcasm right. to it. Right. It almost feels like the Deshaun Watson thing with, national opinions and even local opinions somewhat in Cleveland, although Cleveland took some heat because some callers like celebrated on the air that it was only six games, which is probably not the right thing to do. But by, by the way, one of the yeah. most raunchy, disgusting sex acts of all time is named for your city at Cleveland steamer. So shut the <laughs> fuck up. Shut up. Gross. Shut up. Uh, like nobody went on like a national stage. for like, you know what? That is not enough or excuse me that is too few a game or that's just right because they know they get torched right like nobody wanted to be right. the guy who defended him which look what he did should not be defended with 24 women and everything else but i guess by the point of the suspension by yesterday morning to then when you and i are talking on a tuesday afternoon a tuesday evening it's like i was just looking maybe it's back to the sports radio side of us the sports podcast side of it, sports talk side of us like i was just looking for a different opinion like, I got it, guys. Like, you just went on a 10-minute monologue about how awful he is and how the NFL made a mistake and it's insulting. I, I got it. Like, everybody is doing it. A few people stood out, like Kyle Brandt, who's usually, like, the fun-loving guy on Good Morning Football. When he all of a sudden gets serious, it's like, okay. Like, right, I got it. But right, right. what they said in this judge, Judge Robinson, compared the Zeke Elliott case, compared, uh, I believe, Johnny Manziel is also involved in here because Johnny Manziel had a similar situation where he was not charged with a crime and they said okay here's what we've done in the past this fits what's happened in the past right because you want it to be stronger isn't how we've done things like i, I can't help you guys on this and the allegedly the nfl suggested a full year i want i think this is full conspiracy levesque i think it owes way back to last year that why did watson sit out last year right like the, the whole thing seems to be set up from day one by the texans like look we'll sit watson as long as you give him like what five six games like you got like we'll make him the bad guy. We'll do everything right. we can. We're not going to switch. Which, years. by the way, now we're seeing like they actually you know parlayed some of these rendezvous for him. Mm -hmm. But but again, here's here's the like maybe maybe listen maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I haven't seen enough detail. Maybe just maybe at this point, I still feel like he's a creep. Like I feel like I would not allow him to be alone with any friend of mine, female or otherwise. But that doesn't mean he's a criminal. Like at no point is he going to jail for what he's done. Even if these things went to went to trial, I haven't heard something yet that would make him go to jail, right? So I 100% believe that it is a great slap in the face that part of this thing is he can't go seek outside massages from the, the Cleveland organization. 
I don't know how you, I don't know how you police that. I don't know how you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you keep an eye on that, but at the same time, like tell me one, tell me one eighties, nineties, or even early two thousands movie where a dude doesn't go to a massage chick and go, what about a little happy ending? Like, it's it, it was part of the lexicon of jokes. Was it wrong? Hundred percent. Should it be that case? Would I be would I be quote ballsy enough to do it? No, I wouldn't. But I also don't want to be touched. That's who I am. I I just think he's a creep. I think he's an absolute one hundred percent dirty creep. And I think if you want to go and say he embarrassed the NFL, okay, yes. Should he be suspended for that? Yep. And that's we went to an arbitrator. We went to a judge, a female judge, who said six games. And and the the only thing that I think realistically the, needs to be changed is he needs to be fined heavily on top of that. Because if he lost six games on a normal NFL contract, he would have lost millions of dollars. But he's going to lose like 75 cents and a Pokemon card like because of the way they did his contract. So fuck Cleveland. S- s- sue them both for money. That's fine. But six games is six games. That's what she said. That you put her in charge. Everybody went... The NFLPA went, we'll, we'll stand by it. The NFL went, well, all right, we'll keep an eye on it. But, like, it's it's brand, it's brand a brand-new system. It's a brand-new system. I and, and don't compare it to gambling. Every job yes, has, thank you. Oh, my God. Every, well, every job has a cardinal sin. Every job has a cardinal sin. Guys, if you swear on TV, you're done. That's a cardinal sin. Gambling and, and questioning the actual integrity of competition is a cardinal sin in sports. Like I can, I can root against Deshaun Watson for being a scumbag and still watch and want to be a part of a game and damn sure bet on it. I can't watch or be a part of a game if I think a guy's cheating, and and not cheating to win. Like cheat to win, I hope you get caught. I hope you get penalized. Cheat to lose, I hope you never get to play again. That's a cardinal sin for what you do. You, yeah, like DoorDash, yes. DoorDash. Those people, you think those people aren't breaking laws? They're breaking laws. Don't don't open the damn bag. Don't touch my French fries. Don't. That's a cardinal fucking sin for your job. <laughs> don't eat the French fries. I don't care how much don't cheese is on those em. French fries. Right. Get those fingers off. If you if that bag stays sealed and you get it here, I don't want to know about your life. I don't want to know about the you cheating on your taxes or whatever the hell else you do. I don't want to know. If you go to jail, that's your problem. I think the people who support the weed smokers and NFL athletes have a far better point than the Calvin Ridley people who did like, yeah. if you want to yell and scream about Josh Gordon, anybody else's pop positive for weed in 2022 and compare it to this. I'm like, yeah, that point's good. Like what's 2002. Yeah. Like right. who, who owns the NFL? Rich old white dudes who were panicked about marijuana, rich old white dudes. Like, because a lot of them own other jobs. Like Arthur blank owns home Depot and he owns the Falcons. Do you think for a second, he isn't sitting there going, if somebody smokes weed and drives a forklift, I could lose a store. He's like, oh, you better not smoke weed and be a falcon. How dare you? Like, that's who it was. Like, it's a different world. Like, my my favorite line right now is, you know, weed's legal, not mandatory, right? Like, <laughs> you can't compare then to now. New system. Let's see how it works. Let's give it a couple runs. Let's see how it goes. Deshaun Watson's dirty. He's a scumbag. I got a couple of friends who are licensed masseuses. I guarantee they're not going to go ahead and accept a freaking Instagram appointment from Deshaun Watson ever again. And if they do, I hope they get paid. Yeah. Get Hopefully them, John. Work. Oh, sorry. 
Uh, we got some Q and A end date questions. I want to give love it. to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Uh, I got to see David. Got to talk to him last week. Shout out to him. Shout out to Lily. And Will David you call Fine them Jewelers. for me? I might need them on the 14th of August. Ooh, is that true? I'll shoot Alyssa a text. Alyssa see if she's interested me. in you know. I don't know. Just I mean, I probably. I mean, you know, I might need somebody to sit and you know, size some rings. Whether it's wedding bands, championship rings, engagement rings, or something exciting for the upcoming summer, they can help you find exactly what she is looking for. Whatever the occasion is, they will find something that fits your budget that she's going to get compliments on for years to come. I know from experience, engagement ring, two-for-one wedding band. Hopefully, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, Rob, gets this. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, get over there. Make sure you make the right purchase. It's an IQ test at this point. It's an IQ test at this point. Like, Are you going to pay full price for wedding bands, jackass, or do you want quality and buy one, get one? What do you want? (laughs) Jacksonville Shark fans are like, huh? What is marriage? What I've done did is I got me one of them Twizzlers and tied it. She loves it. <laughs> oh, she ain't another one. Sorry. The women in Jacksonville look like me. That's what I'm saying. Facial hair, especially. Route 50, the shops of Wilderness. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I'm sure our I'm pals up for executive the of the year in the NAL. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you heard about from LeVac and Gaz, the executive uh, of the year and the guy who just played his high school highlight tape to an FCS football coach fishing for compliments. I got to be honest with you, though. Like, if I ever actually like someone enough to want to spend more than, like, a week with them, I'm going right to Lillian David for a guy. Like, when you care about someone, you go to Lillian David. When you actually – when you care about yourself and your bank account, you go to Lillian David. Like, like, wait, I can get the best stuff, and they're going to not – like, they're going to tell me the truth and not rob me. Let's rock and roll. That's where you go. That's that should be go. their expression. If you care about yourself and your loved ones, come here. Lily yeah. and David Fine Jewelers. Now, that sounds way too much like a funeral home. Don't say that like that. Okay. If you care about yourself and your loved ones, come here. Bring a shovel. Sorry. Our guy, Tommy Gross, read it. What event did you like better on Saturday, Levac? You had the multiple tabs going. Yeah. UFC or SummerSlam? As a whole, UFC. As a whole, oh. it was UFC. Well, I mean, that that the, the Nunez-Pena fight. That was amazing. Bloody was, mess. Oh my god! But it was like, like I legitimately text. So, so Mike Cord and I are UFC fans, and Matt Woods, the VP for the Empire, we're UFC fans. So I text the two of them because I'm stuck home, and I go, "I bet Pena. Do you think she has a shot?" And like three seconds later, Nunez puts a right on her temple and puts a right on her ass, and I was like, "Nope," because every time she hit that right, Pena hit the ground. Boom down. It was like when those little kids have the the punching bags that flop up and down. That was Pena, like the entire time. And she still, there was a couple times, especially in what the third, I think the third round and maybe late in the fourth round, where I thought Pena was about to tap. Uh, she was about to she was about to tap out friggin' Nunez. And I was just, it was that was a great fight. Anytime Derek Lewis is on a card, I'm interested. Um, I liked the first match in SummerSlam. I friggin' Hated, I hated, hated Lesnar versus Reigns. Hated, hated it. Hated, oh, hated. oh, you texted me right up. after that because I was on delay. You didn't like the hanging going bullshit. through the table. Bull- like, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Right? If you bought tickets on the other side of the ring, where and if, a spoiler alert in case you haven't seen it yet. Lesnar raises the ring with his tractor. The tractor, the tractor being a part of the match, I actually thought was kind of cool. If he had lowered the ring so that everybody could have seen what was going on, I might not have hated it so much. But me, the champion of the fan, 
team president of the Albany Empire. <laughs> I was like, this is bullcrap, man. How much do those seats cost? Like, they've got to be, what, $1,500 seats minimum? I mean, yeah. minimum. Couldn't if you see bought them. Couldn't see it. You watched, you're watching the ring and the, under the ring. And nobody's under there. Doink the Clown is not under that ring. Hornswoggle, not under the ring. I was, I was, uh, it was so bad. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, hold on. So it's, it's like, you, last man standing. Why can't I just hold you down? I got to put a, like a bunch of crap on top of you to hold you down. I thought for sure, guys, I thought for sure at some point Lester was going to drop reins and then put the, the tractor down on him. I thought that's how he was going to end it. And, you know, which is really dangerous, and I'm glad they didn't do that. But, like, yeah, I was so mad. But, like, Dakota Kai showing up, that other chick whose name I don't know, those kind of things, those were cool. There were some cool moments. It was, it was cool. I like SummerSlam. I think it's this new era. I think some wrestling fans in particular are cool with the post-Vince McMahon world. It's one of those promises of, like, oh, there's a new boss in town. They're going to do stuff different. That love affair might end in a couple of months, but wrestling fans are so positive about what the future could be that they're all about it. I wish here's the thing with the UFC fight. It's actually really close. Like SummerSlam and UFC, both really good. And the Empire game. Oh, what a great Saturday night in sports. It was a good time. The, the Nunez Pena fight, as weird as this sounds, it feels like the next fight's gonna be better than that one. Yeah. Because it's a true you gotta, you gotta have a rubber match. True trilogy. Yeah. And like it's been a while. And I'm talking, well, boxing had Wilder and Fury, mm. but UFC trilogy sign me yeah. up man because it's been it it's weird to say that it's better for the sport that nunez lost the first time to Pena because this is a better fight the third time around because it is a evenly matched everything you want awesome so that's that i know that's a weird answer i'd go with SummerSlam because i know no, the I think next was, UFC I think event's gonna be better yeah i think the um oh okay like i thought your point your point of being a, a trilogy i i like it yeah because i gotta tell you i don't <clears throat> i think if if Pena is worse than minus 220 or i'm sorry plus 225 i think it's a bad line because i think she has mm -hmm. a shot to win that fight she can't be the favorite nunez is just too damn good but she shouldn't be like a like a plus 385 or something like that like i think she was this time like you put her at like like plus 185 plus 225 somewhere in that range that's a real fight that's a real real fight i'm, I'm excited about that with my damn self i'm with you i don't Tune know if we I don't know if we did this. Did we hear Ryan McCarthy complaining about Jacksonville fans? Did we miss no, that comment? No, I didn't see. I saw it. I didn't, we didn't put it up. Yeah, they're the, they are the whiniest fans. Like them, like Columbus fans will start a fight faster than anybody. Columbus Lions fans want to fight. Like they want, like one of their owners, Casey Smith, and I get into it a lot online and stuff, and it's hysterical. I think he's one of the best crap talkers on Facebook. He's very funny. Um, but like Jacksonville fans are just whiners. They are the criest like it doesn't matter what you say they got what's something the, to complain about what's the deal with it is it tradition do they not like albany like just playing better like is it just a hey we've been around for 14 years you guys can't just show up and two time like nal champs yeah, yeah stuff like that i think i don't i think it's jacksonville i think it's the area like jacksonville is orlando's slutty cousin like it's like like you go to Orlando, there's Disney, there's Universal Studios, it's beautiful. You go to Jacksonville, like you got a bunch of like tramp stamps yelling Duval. You know, they're sitting there like legitimately acting like the referees at fault for Devin Wilson, like hitting him in the back. Like Devin Wilson admits he has scumbag move. 
not fully, but he admits it. Like, you know, whatever. Like, like <laughs> complaining that you didn't have your best player when he like flagrantly assaulted a ref. Like, come on, get over yourselves. That's ridiculous. Like, even Devin Wilson knows he screwed up. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can calm down on that. Oh, he didn't know. He didn't see him. He said he didn't see him. Yeah, okay. I would have said I didn't see him too. You know what I mean? But it's, he hit that ref. He did. Uh, come on. The, the local crew for Jacksonville. I'm not sure if you ever saw the Jacksonville uh, local TV footage of the clip. They did a report. I think it was, yeah, it was back in July. Where they're like, um, Devin Wilson is suspended for this hit. And it's just like guys i mean yeah. like zoomed in it's like i mean we're the yeah. home affiliate we can't do anything on this clip we've got the best look of anybody on this dude it was i mean it was bad and and look i i i get the frustration it's been a rough year but that's like i'm watching the like we would have won with devin wilson take it up with devin wilson because you might have Devin wilson's a hell of a freaking player 31 straight games with a touchdown until he played a certain team from albany um <laughs> yeah so i mean like he's a hell of a player hell of a player but he's not as good as Darius Prince either. Let's be clear about that. Darius Prince, MVP of the league. If, if that's not the case, then something's really wrong. Really wrong. You know, I'm I'm stealing a question here. I feel like this is one I want to end with on Q&A at the end of the day. Are you allowed to say what uh, categories there are for the end of the season awards? Not who you're voting I, for, obviously. You don't have to say that, but um, you know the categories? Yeah, I'll pull them up right now. I don't care. I don't. What am I going to do? What are they going to do to me? Take away Christmas? Ooh. Can't eat me. We're going to um, see the real ballot right here. Oh, you want me to pull, you want me to put it on the screen? I, I guess you don't have to. No, you can just, I'll just read it to you, right? Isn't that what yeah, I do? Yeah, we have an idea of who the nominees are through those uh, teams there throughout the league and stuff. And yeah, no, I'll just read them off. You just tell me who you want to who you want to hear from. I'm guessing. Um, I'm just going to guess some categories. You got MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, where, Coach where of the everything? Year. Uh, hold on, my computer is not being as friendly as I'd like it to be. Uh, I will remind everybody that Albany Empire, NAL.com, NAL Championship Tickets. If you're watching this on YouTube, we appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button on the top right corner right up there. Appreciate it. And uh, make sure to download Spotify. Spotify is a thing. Spotify and Apple. (laughs) Hit that subscribe button on the top right so you can get future episodes and things like that. That So, listen, the, the awards banquet they didn't get to do last year, right? So like it's a whole nother it's a whole nother animal at this point than what it was a year ago. Um, is this it? I think this is it. I'm trying to play. here we go. I got it. You ready? What do you Let's want to know? It. So I'm guessing you have offensive <coughs> player of the year, defensive player of the year. All right, so you got team, team management finalists, you've got individual finalists, and then you got first and second team finalists. So give me what do you what do you want first? Let's go with team management because I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, so team management, so you got franchise of the year. That's everybody's up for that. Uh, you've got executive of the year. So every so there's a nominee from every team. So like San Antonio's Carlos Felix, uh, my guy Nate Sterling in Orlando, who I would vote for in a heartbeat. Steve Curran in Jacksonville, who's a badass. Josh Blair in Columbus, good dude. Coach Rez is also the GM, so he's up for it in Carolina. And then some some dude named Jeff Levac. You let's for go the, for the Albany Empire um best fan base is in there that's all teams are available uh best game ops it's all teams best media relations i would take that as, as a win for me if we won that best mascots it's mac and jack versus chum in jacksonville claw in orlando or the gunslinger in san antonio uh best cheerleader dance team our empresses versus the venom honeys in carolina who i think they've changed their name 
uh, the Prowler Girls in Orlando and the Attack Dancers in Jacksonville. That's the one they changed their names, I believe. Uh, there's referee, there's best medical staff, stuff like that in that one. No so best what? broadcast team? Uh, no, no, there isn't a good one in the league. <laughs> uh, let's the individual ones. I think we got covered. Head coach, head coach, player, yeah. Iron Man, assistant coach, hopefully Iron Man. So Iron Man, we've got three nominees. We've got Darius, who's in there. Uh, we've got uh, Trayvon Shorts, and we've got uh, Melvin Hollins. Love to see Melvin get it. Man, love, those are really good nominees. Well, Darius right didn't play a lot of Iron Man this year. I think. No. Uh, I think Dwayne. I think Dwayne Hollis should have been in up for Iron Man too. But like Carolina's got DJ Myers and Zach Brown. Columbus has got Darren Townsend and uh, Jermon Fortson, who was really good. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, most valuable player. It's we got. Uh, it's Darius. It's Sam Castronova. Jonathan Bain from Carolina, uh, Darian Townsend from Columbus, and then Arvell Nelson from Jacksonville. That's the guy. perfect top five. That's a yeah. really good top five list. It, it re- realistically, it, it should 100% be. It should be already. My phone's going off. I'm, I hope it's somebody not going. Someone right now from a Dunner Market's petitioning for yeah. a vote. It should be the well, the votes are all in. They had, they had to be in my Oh, text. okay. So when is the announcement? Uh, Friday. Next Friday, not this Friday. Ooh, the day before the championship. I like yeah. it. Uh, offensive player of the year, Darius, Sam, DJ Myers in Carolina, Darian Townsend in Columbus, Arvel Nelson in Jacksonville, Mequon Murray in Jacksonville, and then Robert Kent in San Antonio. Hollis is up for defensive player. Special teams, our guy Mark is up. Yeah. So we got, I mean, we got a lot of chance. We, we, and though, so the way this works is, um, executives in, in front office from around the league, they vote to get the guys in and then they all vote. Um, for it i have not voted this year so like coach voted and then uh mike quarter the owner voted so i have not been so i didn't even know i was on the i didn't, I didn't even know i was on the um on the ballot to be honest with you it's just a pleasure to be nominated as they say and, well i know you know what now that i'm on it i want to win now that i'm on it so somebody nominate levac and gons for the daily gazette best something because we got to get that the tu screwed us you hear that you screwed us we know how the votes went times you know oh, we're winning who? something this TU year hates me they can whatever i like abby i like i like uh, abigail ruble she's the new she's very good she's very good. good at her job i was giving her grief earlier this year and she has proved me wrong yeah just um, like patrick corbin did the exact opposite for me uh do you want to end with advice this is our longest show of the summer do you want to end with this nice advice here yeah i have i have the perfect advice i have the perfect advice don't cry about losing amazing sports franchises in the capital region if you don't buy a ticket and be at the August 13th championship game for the Albany Empire because you have nothing to complain about if you're not there for that when we bring you not one, not two, but the third championship of this organization. Get your tickets, get your popcorn ready, or shut your damn mouth. <laughs>